Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Well, my name is Sean Wadiemi. Most people know me as Sean, but I prefer Sean, if you can pronounce that. so angry, angry at myself, angry at the faucet, because faucet, you are stealing what I thought was the solution. I'm still going to make a mistake. I won't do it intentionally, but do I think every decision I'm going to make in my future is going to be perfect? No. We're going to miss a couple of those days, but we know that when we get back, we'll go right back to it. to say, listen, uh, there, one, there is grace at the foot of the cross, and two, it's okay that you may not be great at this. This big book that I just took off my shelf, you, you've, you've always got that book handy, don't you? And when you need it, you pull that big book off the shelf and you fire it at them. Thank you for tuning in. You're listening to the Dollar Savvy Podcast. And here's your host, Sean Adeyemi, President and Senior Financial Planner at SA Capital Advisors. This is the Dollar Savvy Show. Thank you for joining us once again. I am your host, Sean Adeyemi. On this episode, we're continuing our conversation with Gary Sinclair. Gary's a coach, speaker, and author of the book, Never Quit Climbing. If you're just joining us, I highly recommend you listen to the first part of this interview, which you can find at essaycapital.ca slash e24, or just go back to the previous episode before this, wherever you listen to your podcast. This is The Dollar Savvy Show. I like to to stay on the topic of exposure because I think that here is, is, is is really key. Uh, because we're not perfect human beings, um, yep. just like when Adam and Eve hid from God, mm-hmm. they did not want their sin to be discovered. Exactly. When we hide from our spouses, when we want to keep things secret, when we do not want to be accountable, many times it's because we do not want to be exposed. Um, either for the mistakes we've made mm-hmm. or even for the mistakes we are making or the decisions we are taking as, as our lives uh, progress. Right. And so there's that. Uh, I mean, even Jesus said it in John. It said, men love the darkness, right? Right. Uh, yep. We like the darkness. We like and, and we keep that darkness even with our spouse where the marriage is, is the place where we, we should be transparent the most. Marriage mm-hmm. is the place where we need to um, be open with with each other. A husband and wife need to be open. But even in there, sin has become so pervasive mm-hmm. that we hide from the very person that we right. should be the most vulnerable with. The person that we should be the most exposed with because only in that can we begin to identify the areas where we need help but we hide it we hide behind the the the, uh behind sin behind idols behind all the things we make our identity and just like you rightly said uh, i think going back to who we are in christ 
um, I believe, should be the starting point to exactly. begin to foster transparency. Yeah. I, I think people need a new understanding of, or, or a revisited understanding of grace. Um, you know, I, hmm. I think we've, we've lost touch with that. And, and, you know, Paul speaks to, there, there can be a misuse of grace, so to speak, where we say, you know, can, well, should I just go sin more so that grace can abound? No, Paul says that, that's not the point. But the point is that, you know, God's grace doesn't have any limits on it. And I think a lot of people come out of, you know, past situations with whether it's parents growing up, uh, or, or whatever, you know, failures, mistakes, uh, un unaccomplished mm -hmm. goals, and feel like, you know, they're worthless. And, and so I think one of the ways you'll be more honest with your spouse, whether it's with money or whatever, is to, to understand God's grace. I'll give you a, a quick example that I, I use a lot about me. I'm, I'm not a real handy person. Uh, I'm not, you know, I don't build things. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not real good at fixing things, though. In all these years, I've learned a few things. But I'm I'm just not one of those natural, you know, pull some apart, fix hey, it. Yep. Yeah. That build like me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Build a deck. You know, whatever. Well, when I got married, uh, I, I was I thought that's what guys do. I thought that's what husbands, all husbands, should do. You know, so if your faucet breaks, the you know the car doesn't work. You know, the guys, a lot of guys I knew, they go out and fix that stuff well so i you know we'd, we'd have our problems you know the, let's say the faucet would break and my thought was i need to fix that and so i would sort of try with the you know the three tools that i had or whatever it was and, <laughs> and uh and i would go to my faucet and 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 i'm not proud of this but i would eventually be shouting obscenities at, in an empty room, no one else is there, at a faucet. And and I'm not one, and not that I never say an expletive, but I I wasn't one to, you know, run off strings of swear words. But I did then, and, and because I was so angry, angry at myself, angry at the faucet, because faucet, you are stealing what I thought was the solution to my identity. I thought, you know, mm. I was going to become now this this husband that could do these things and be all that I needed to be. And I, and I did. Well, the, the long story, the short version of a long story is that everywhere I've ever lived, and then we've only had maybe five or six different homes, God has put a handyman either next door or across the street. And, and I had to learn to go and get help. But the only way I could do that was to deal with my identity and realize that my identity as a husband, as a father, as a man was not tied up in the fact that I couldn't f build things. My identity, all God was asking me to do was be responsible and care for my wife and do the right thing. And so <laughs> we st to this day, I'm living in a condo right now. We love our condo. We're hooked to one other condo. Guess who the guy next door is he's like this mechanic he's got tools on, on every wall <laughs> of his garage and but you know the cool thing is i'm i'm we're good friends and i was able to go over the first week we were here and say eric i need some help with uh, my you know gas fireplace or whatever and he came well, I'm, oh yeah let's work on that but you know i used to be panic stricken 
that one that to even to go to a neighbor he would think I was an idiot or that my wife would think I was an idiot. I mean, I, I would make up stories. I don't have time. Hey, why are we so worried about that right now? We can live without that, you know, whatever. Because of that, what you talked about, I was ashamed. And, and it took me a while. God, mm-hmm. in his grace, I had to relearn grace and go, wait a minute. That is not where my worth is. And But then I had to actually go live that way. See, I think that's one of the other things about this is that once we figure it out, then we have to start practicing. We have to live as though that new thought is true. Um, again, I'm a mountain guy, and so one of the, I use the idea of a rope, that when you, say, rappel over a cliff, you have to believe that the rope will hold you. But until you go over the mm-hmm. cliff and let the rope hold you, you won't believe it. So, you know, it's, it's the same thing with some of this kind of stuff. It's It's... Grace. It's, it's yep. recognizing that there's grace at the cross. There's the rope is grace. Our... The rope is God. Yep. And then, but you have to then lean on it and go, will this hold me mm-hmm. or not? And so, when it comes to money, for example, that couple needs to finally, if they finally get a hold of the fact that, wait, our worth is not in how much money we make, then let's trust God on that. And I think then that even mm-hmm. gets into how you spend your money and trusting God to, you know, give your money. Uh, to the Lord, and you can talk about tithing and all those other things, but it it, it becomes Mm -hmm. a whole process of saying, we trust God, we trust his mercy, we trust his grace, and now we're going to live that way, and and then you start doing it. Right. It's, it's, grace is, grace is inexhaustible Mm -hmm. in the sense that um, no matter the mistakes you've made, no matter how awful you think you are is there's grace at the cross is forgiveness and one of the things that you also mentioned that i think is important is understand that um is recognizing our weaknesses you bet is recognizing i'm not good at this yep uh but just because i recognize i'm not good at this doesn't mean i need to sweep it under the carpet and not address it no i think it, it would have been wrong of you as a husband to say okay you know what i've broken this well i'm trying to fix this faucet but instead of fixing it i made it worse and so i'm just going to leave the faucet i'm just going to let the faucet be i won't do anything about it and we're just going (laughs) to i've I've actually done the faucet every day (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah but you're exactly right you know you you don't you don't address it and i had to actually say at times i was sorry you know that i have not mm-hmm. been responsible in the way i should because of my own fears and and that's what got me going to my neighbor's house and i went over there humbly and there were times when i i was embarrassed and there were times when frankly they might have thought in their minds that i'm an idiot but i finally got to the point where i didn't care but that took a while Getting to a point where you do not care. And I think that is something that we need to do. And getting to a point where you do not care is getting to a point where you drop all false pretense and you yep. let go of the pride. Well, and let, and let go me... Of the pride. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, let me, let me give some... Uh, I, I think there are some emotional responses that, that can help what you just said. For example... Um, you know, when, if, when, when I wasn't very good at those things, uh, one of my first responses was almost a despair, you know, just a, 
I'm useless. I'll never be good at this. My friends can all do this, which wasn't true, but I thought it was. And and I realized that there's another emotion that's that's really okay as a response. And the emotion is sadness. It's okay to be sad. I don't mean sad all the time or, you know, morose everywhere you go, but it's it's all right to go, you know, darn, I was really hoping I would get a little better at that. Or I really hope that message that I gave was going to be better than it turned out. I, I gave it my best, but so, but see, sadness is very different than despair. You know, despair is like, well, it's the end. It's, there's, it's no good. Sadness is something you can go on from and say, you know, I'm sad that I'm not good at that, but other people are, and um, it, that's okay. Or, or there's another level. Of, for me, I, I, when I was shouting obscenities at my faucet, uh, I was in a rage. I mean, I was, I was, thro- I was ready to throw stuff and, you know, break things. That's not a healthy emotion. But you know what is? Mm. Uh, being irritated. You know, sometimes we get irritated with stuff. Oh, the car broke again. Oh, the faucet broke. But that's not a sin. You know, Jesus got angry at the right kind of things. So I I think your emotions tell you a lot of where you are. And when you're on that Mm. sad, irritated, maybe you're a little concerned about something. Concern's very different than panic. And again, (laughs) I've I've experienced all those really negative ones. So I I, I think, um, you know, just to clarify or give another perspective to what you said, um, we, we will have emotions, you know, guys have emotions too. Um, but, it, uh, you know, and back to money, if, if, if we don't have enough money or we didn't make enough or we couldn't give as much as we wanted, be sad, but not in despair. And, you know, you know, Second Corinthians chapter 4, I think it starts in verse 8 where it says we're perplexed but not despairing, you know, Dis- overcome despair. but not destroyed. Yeah. To, to me, that's exactly, the, that explains it. You know, that says... You know, even Paul said, "There's there's extremes of emotions, but if you're if you're trusting God, if you believe in His grace and mercy, even in bad times, your emotions will be ones you can handle. They'll be ones that are representative of Christ. They'll be ones that are healthy. They'll be ones that you can move on from, as opposed to those emotions that are pretty paralyzing, like you know despair or panic or mm-hmm. rage." It's finding finding our hope in Christ. You bet. Finding our identity in Christ. You bet. And um, leaving the shame at the cross, mm. recognizing Amen. Recognizing our weaknesses, and moving past just recognizing it, but also seeking help for it. I think the seeking yep. help part is where I find the most. Uh, it's, it's 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 a big area of struggle is yep. I'm not good at this. And so because I'm not good at it, I'm just going to kind of leave it there. Uh, yep. But moving past that to say, yes, I'm not good at it, but can I find somebody who is good at it? Or can my spouse and I um, work? And you may see, there may be situations where both the husband and wife are not great with money. They both made mistakes. And that's where um, there's, there are people out there. I mean, not to not to put myself out there but that's that's what i do for a living um, yeah that's, a, that's what i do for a living is to help couples work mm-hmm. through those issues and to say listen 
Uh, there, one, there is grace at the foot of the cross. And two, it's okay that you may not be great at this, but here's simple solutions that can begin to help you move away from the bad choices you've made, from the wrong decisions you've made, and to begin to build a future together. Because if right. you're not building a future together, you're building a future apart. And that's where, um, that's why many of these marriages end up leading to divorce because you're both building, or they're both building individual lives apart. Yeah, uh, exactly. So we've we've talked we've talked touched on a lot of on a lot of things here, and there are many many things that, many takeaways is not is is to move past the fear, is to understand that there are emotions uh, that are emotions that that. Um, that are associated with these things, and these emotions are are quite okay, but it's moving yep. past it, is 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 recognizing that. Now, one of the one of the other thoughts that has been on my mind is the idea that okay, I want to move past it as a, as a as a as a spouse, but I find that my uh, my spouse either keeps bringing back my mistakes in the past or mm -hmm. keeps um, um, when there's an argument, when there's a fight or when there's something, when there's a, a disagreement, right. they, they <laughs> throw it in my face. Yep. And so because they throw it in my face, I'm, I'm never going to say a word. I'm just going to be quiet. Yep. Well, sure. And that's the tendency is, um, I, I, I call it the the book on the shelf uh, response to to conflict. What uh, often in my counseling office, probably in yours, you have a, a a bunch of books behind you, and so I would grab one of the biggest books I would find, and I would say to one of the couple, I would say, "Here's what you. I'll bet you do. When you get when you get threatened in a discussion, um, you want to go back." to the worst thing you can think that your spouse did. Maybe it was spending that money that you didn't have, it, you know, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. and, and it's like this big book that I just took off my shelf. You, you've, you've always got that book handy, don't you? And when you need it, you pull that big book off the shelf and you fire it at them. And yep, that hurts again. You say, well, I'll never, you're just, you got to remember, you're the one who blank, right? And, and I said, and so, and I'm sure you, you know this phrase with your counseling background, um, you have to teach people to live again in the here and now and to commit only to let's mm -hmm. deal with what's going on um, at the moment because none of those things change anything. You know, you, you can't go back and right. relive them. You can't do them over. Um, and so even in the area of money, you know, I have found it helpful to teach people you know, they don't. When they hear that, but they don't know how to do that. So I actually walk them through, um, you know, a little process and say, uh, "All right, you know, let's talk about um, something that just happened this week." And and you know, you walk them through and say, "All right, talk about how that made you feel." And then what do you need from me next time that would help you not to feel so much that way? And and you begin mm -hmm. to practice it, and 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 then they begin to realize, you know, we can. Um, we can um, talk to each other differently. We don't. We don't have to bring up the past um, anymore. Um, and 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 I realize sometimes there's one of the you know the partners won't will not go there. And I 
So I teach people how to respond in a way that will give them only the option of the current one, you know, to say, well, I'd be glad mm -hmm. to talk about that, but I can only talk about it if we'll talk about what's going on at the moment. I can't do anything about what happened five years ago, but I really do want to solve what's going on right now. Sometimes that works. You know that. Sometimes it doesn't. Mm -hmm. When we when we talk about grace, there's grace of the cross. Also, we need. To, yeah. I think we also need to give others grace. Yeah, we need bet. to. We need to give others grace. Uh, just like they're not perfect, neither are you perfect, neither am I mm -hmm. perfect. Right. And just because my vices are not evident in this specific situation doesn't mean that I don't have vices. <laughs> and yeah. when I when I do when I when I err when I go wrong, I would love someone who's gracious to me. And so I think we need to talk about not just the grace at the foot of the cross, but also we've been very gracious. Uh, one of the things I've learned in my marriage, and I'm still learning, is to focus on on the goodness in my wife. Mm -hmm. It's to focus on her strengths and to Good. cover her weaknesses. And when mm -hmm. I say cover her weaknesses, I don't mean excuse it. I don't right. mean to uh um, allow it i mean to protect her yep. is to is to help her is to carry the weights with her where she's mm -hmm. weak and i think we need to do more of that to our spouses is to give them grace is to uh, grace as grace abounds the, the more sin the the, the more the, the more they fail the more grace we need to give yep yeah you you bet. And, and again, I know it's hard to get, you know, couples to that point. And, and it, it's one of the reasons why you know this. Couples therapy is, man, it's, it's tough. It takes a long time. And, um, mm -hmm. and, and, and some of it is, you know, it, it, again, I'm sorry about the mountain illustrations, but I've learned a lot in the mountains. And one of those is, you know, you get up a mountain one part of the trail at a time. Uh, and scripture says you walk, walk in the spirit, walk in the light, walk in truth. And so getting them to start walking through that kind of thinking and just saying, hey, mm -hmm. next time mm -hmm. this happens, uh, I, I want you to try this. I want you to get a little taste of, of another way of relating uh, to each other. And um, yeah, and give each other uh, some some grace and I give you know what would that look like what would that sound like because uh, a lot of people again they they get the idea but to hear it come out of their mouth um, uh, <laughs> I've told people um, mm -hmm. you know individually uh, you don't know what to say to your wife but we're going to practice that a little bit I want you to practice in the car on the way home I want you to hear those words literally coming out of your mouth because my guess is that sounds a little scary to you, or that sounds a little weird to you. Um, or for me, as the guy who couldn't fix anything, it was to go to my neighbor and say, I need your help. That sounds mm -hmm. easy to a lot of people. That was not easy to me. So getting people to literally practice that, and, and you know, you've done this. Even in counseling, you, you, you role play it a little bit if you, if you need to. Uh, yeah. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes.
I believe that our marriages, uh, for me, I'm a big proponent of marriage. Um, mm -hmm. As God will have it, I, God sometimes sends people around, sends people to my wife mm -hmm. and I who have been in the same um, place we've been. Uh, I've only been married for a short time, which I'm just, I've just been married for seven years. But if there's okay. one thing that I, I, I learned from my, my dad is the, is persevering through it is, yeah. is given, it is no matter what, no matter what you've done, no matter how wrong you've been, or no matter whatever mistakes you've made, I love you. And I want to work this out with you. Mm -hmm. I, I want us to figure this out together. I want us to move past this. Um, but in order to do that, we need to have these conversations. We need to talk about these things. We need to, we need to, if, if you and I are both bad at it, we need to seek help. Um, mm -hmm. we need to also give each other grace and allow that, you know what? Um, I've made a mistake. I'm, I'm still going to make a mistake, not intentionally. I, I, I won't do it intentionally, but do yeah. I think every decision I'm going to make in my future is going to be perfect? No, but yeah. understand that every decision I'm making, if I'm putting you first as my spouse, if I'm right. looking to your interests, when, when, when Jesus, when, when the Bible says, uh, we should outdo one another, one another out of love is to look out for the needs of one another. Um, yeah. Each spouse needs to get in a place, each couple, each person needs to get in a place that I am going to look out for you. Yeah. No matter what you've done in the past, you and I going forward, we are going to look out for each other. We're going to put each other's yeah, needs ahead of our own needs. And we're going to forgive. Yes, I've forgiven for the past, but I'm also going to forgive for the future because I'm going to hurt you and I'm going to mm -hmm. want your forgiveness. Right. And so... Um, I need to I need to forgive you as well for any mis for anything you're gonna do wrong even in the future. We need to we need to do that in order to foster transparency and allow each couple each person to begin to open up. Yeah. Uh, well, and and this, I use this, a good word there. I like your word foster because um, if if you know, you, you can't be transparent and open in, in one area and skip all the rest. You know, one of the things mm -hmm. my wife and I have done, somebody asked us the other day, you, you say, you've been married almost 43 years. What's the secret? And I didn't have to think t more than 10 seconds. I said, well, there's a number of them. But the number one on my list is that my wife and I spent time together. We made intentional time. We have a day uh, of, of our week that's for each other. It may not be fancy. We mm -hmm. may not spend a lot of money, but we, we have, we have this atmosphere in our home that simply says we, we make time for each other. Is it perfect? Nope. Mm -hmm. Uh, are some weeks crazier than others? You bet. But we, mm -hmm. we kind of always know that there's that freedom. There's that, that, that space for each other. And when we do that just in general, then that says, you know what? We're probably going to do that with our money. Yeah, we're going to do that when mm -hmm. we have conflict. Yeah, we're going to do that with how we, mm -hmm. you know, our vacation. And so a, a lot of it is, you, I like your word. It's got to be something that's, a, it's, it's, it runs for the whole fabric of what we do. And of people who, who are, aren't yeah. doing it have to start somewhere, you know. One, one of the things that I've found that has helped us is that, just like you said, we spend a lot of time together. 
um, there are weeks that are very busy. There are mm -hmm. days that are very busy. With um, I have three kids, and sometimes for many yeah. marriages, it's it's a growing family. With the kids, you're picking up from school. You bet. you, you have um, each each of the kids have different activities, yep. and so mm -hmm. sometimes we neglect um, spending time with each other. And right. we need to find those moments. It, it may not be something expensive. It may not be going yep. out on a, on, on a date. Sometimes it's right. just when the kids are going to bed, uh, we're both having dinner together yep. and we're having the conversation. We're talking. Good for you. And w when I get those moments, I put my phone away because we yep. have the tendency, especially today, where yep. uh, we're constantly on our phones. And yep. even I find that I have that tendency. My wife is speaking to me. She's trying to get my attention and I'm yeah. on my phone. And every now and then uh, I feel, I say, hear God speak to me. And I just grab my phone and I just put it in the corner. I put it face down so right. I don't see any messages coming. We need to find those little moments where to, 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 to because those are things that foster intimacy. Those are things that yep. foster um accountability having the conversations it doesn't always have to be go 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 you're out in the morning um you work you're both working different shifts it's finding that time together those right. that, that time to have a conversation about your day because money in itself is a hard topic but if yep. once we start talking about about whatever is, is is what's going on in your in your in your wife's life what happens how was her day what happened at work what happened with the kids what happened yep. when she went to the store we talk right. about some of the most silliest things but those things are important because those are things that begin to break down the walls that we all have yep. and allow us to have the difficult conversations because yep. we've created the atmosphere that fosters those conversations right well and and if you have some of the, if you have that kind of spirit in your home and you have some of those touch points whether they're you know random a lot or they're regular it, it, when your spouse when you know that you're going to have that option even if life gets crazy you're going to come back to it like we were just gone for the weekend we missed our day off but we know this mm -hmm. week we're we're going to have that again i'm going to be in russia and siberia for a couple of weeks we're going to miss a couple of those days but we know that when we get back we'll go right back to it because it's so normative mm -hmm. in our world and that's huge uh whether it's again to deal with money or kids or whatever else yeah yeah we it, it's it there's no marriage uh, no marriage can survive when the, the, each spouse is living independent mm -hmm. lives is you is, bet that is so true is is we live in such a busy world like life yep. goes so fast there's the kid there's just so much drawing our attention um mm -hmm. I, I say this again and i go back to this social media um was supposed to help us connect to other people but what it's done is also disconnected us mm -hmm. from those who are right on our table yep. uh, right beside us one of the things one of the rules we have in my home for instance is dinner time no phones on the table so yep, i i put my phone in the other room my wife puts her phone in the other room this yep. time it's for you and i and everybody else in in here everybody else right. online on facebook instagram emails all those people can wait because the most important people in your life are those who are there right there with you and i believe we need to we need to become intentional 
with those things. I know this is this is a, a an episode on money, but rarely is money just a problem. No, nope. it's all these other things that uh, create atmosphere where there's no open conversation, there's no open transparency, there's no trust. I don't know how you're feeling. Sometimes I want to have some conversations with my wife, but because she's uh, maybe her day hasn't gone on too well, or maybe something happened because we've been in constant communication all throughout the day. So some things I just table it for another time because I know that um, right now is not the time to deal with those things. But I wouldn't know that if yep. I haven't been communicating with her, if I haven't right. been having conversations with her, if I don't know what's going on in her life or where she's hurting or where there's pain. And so we need to be aware of those things because those are all things that sometimes hinder the transparency and the accountability and the communication and the conversations we need to have with her spouse. Um, but this is this is this has been a really good a really good um, topic to talk about, Gary. Um, well, my pleasure. Thank you. I've I've learned from you as well, so it's it's been great. It's it's definitely be there. There, there are a lot of talking points. Um, there are a lot of things that we've been able to address here. Uh, for those who are listening, I I hope and I pray that this conversation um, blesses you. Uh, this conversation moves you to a place where. Uh, First of all, is you look to renew your mind, as Romans says, is um, not being conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of our minds. We can only renew our minds when we go back into God's word. And when we go back into God, God's word, we can begin to find our identity in other things other than the things we do or the what your occupation is or what your income is. And once we begin to do that, um, those walls that we've put up can begin to come down because we know that my identity is not in my ability or my inability to do a task or to do or to be somebody that I'm, I'm not. Uh, but this has been great. Uh, thank you very much, Gary. Uh, my before pleasure. We wrap up, before we wrap up, for those of our listeners, if they wanted to get in touch with you, if they wanted to... Um, get your book or just contact yep. you. How can they do that? Uh, two ways. One, uh, my books are all on Amazon.com. Uh, there's one on marriage, one on parenting, and one on this never quit climbing. Uh, so you can go there. Or the easiest way is go to my website, which is neverquitclimbing.com. And you can get in touch with me and learn more about other stuff. And there's some resources, and we do some newsletters and updates and that kind of thing. And a Facebook page by the same name. Never Quit Climbing is the easiest thing to remember. If you missed that, we will have that in the show notes for you so that you can contact Gary. Um, Gary, thank you once again. God bless you. Thank you. Um, God bless your ministry. God bless your marriage. And, you um, as well. Uh, we will definitely be having more conversations in the future. Thanks. Appreciate it. Thank you very much. This podcast is sponsored by GM Travels and Tours. Now, if you feel money is tight and the idea of traveling with your family is out of reach, GM Travels and Tours can help. Serving over 100 plus families to date, GM Travels and Tours specializes in making travel affordable for you. With destinations in Canada to the U.S. and international, your next planned trip could be days away. One of the things I like about GM Travels is, assuming you're, you're planning to travel next year, sometimes it's hard to figure out where the cash for that will come from. 
Well, GM Travels has the perfect plan to help you make that vacation possible. Use the dollar savvy code TRAVELDSP. Email GAM Travels and Tours at gmail.com. That's G A M T R A V E L S A N D T O U R S at gmail.com and plan your next family vacation today. GAM Travels and Tours. Travel affordably. So that was the rest of my interview. If you've enjoyed this interview, please rate, subscribe, and review on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcast. This is the Dollar Savvy Show. Thank you so much for listening to the Dollar Savvy Podcast. You can find us at sacapital.ca slash podcast, and you can reach us at one 365 8883 extension 377, or send us an email at podcast at sacapital.ca. You've been listening to the Dollar Savvy Podcast. I'm your host, Show Adeyemi. Thank you. Mission Media.